Hello, listeners, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are back here listening to Backseat Directors. It's another week, and it's another movie, and uh, it's going to be a good one. It's actually going to be a really good, fun one uh, this week, and uh, part of the reason is because on this week's episode, today's guest is none other than my brother, Robbie Robert Bob, Rob, whatever you want to call him, he goes by the mall. Robbie, how's it going? It's going good. Hey, well, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for jumping on late tonight. Yeah, it's uh, pushing midnight. Yeah, it's it's even later for you than it is for me right now. We're coming up on 11 p.m. out here in Utah. Robbie, uh, where do you find yourself this fine evening? I am in Houston, Texas. (laughs) The... (laughs) The, the land that's closest to heaven, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Bob, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And thanks for staying up late. Uh, Robbie and I are both just barely getting home from seeing a fantastic movie this evening. And uh, I wanted to just get this recording done as soon as I can because I'm actually going on a work trip uh, with my wife. She's coming with me. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, but we're going down to Moab, Utah for a couple couple days and uh yeah i just wanted to get this done before before we were down there so bob really appreciate it it's late but uh yeah uh let's let's get things going all right yeah sounds good okay well let's start things off and we're gonna let our listeners get to know you with some get to know you questions now it's time for some get to know you questions are you ready let's do it okay question number one robbie what is your Desert Island movie? Um, you know, I was thinking I'd do uh, Castaway. <laughs> you Use it more as a how-to. Oh, man. So Tom Hanks, he's basically your survival guide? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it doesn't have to be a movie, I'd do Dual Survivor Season 1. <laughs> All right, man. There's no arguing that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm again. I, I have no idea what your answer was going to be for these, or, or, or the answers that anybody gives me when I ask them these questions. But uh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Question number two, Rob. Uh, what is your favorite movie theater snack? This was an easy one. Sour punch straws. Sour punch straws. Yes. As, as not to be confused with Sour Patch Kids. No, no. no. Sour punch straws. <laughs> you know, those, man, I, I love those, but I feel like it, it's like hit and miss. Anytime I go to the theater and I buy them, sometimes they're really good. Or sometimes they've got like this weird, gooey, sticky film all over it and they're just kind of gross to eat. 
Well, that's if they let them get too hot. Then they, like, melt. <laughs> ah, well, maybe that's the case. Okay. No, good choice. I love sour stuff. Um, all right, Rob. Uh, question number three. What was the first movie that made you cry? Um, I've never cried during a movie. Shut up. No, <laughs> whatever. Be honest, man. Come on. I honestly cannot recall a movie that has made me cry. You heartless human being, you. Are you serious? <laughs> Very serious. Okay, there is one, the, I can say at least, I got at least choked up, was, uh, it was actually a church movie, uh, you'll be familiar with it, uh, called The Testaments. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Some of our listeners will definitely be familiar with that movie. Uh, a lot might not be, and that's okay. That's okay. It's just a a, a good old Mormon-made film. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, no, I have not ever cried during a movie. So Jesus didn't even make you cry. He got you choked up, but he couldn't make you cry. I was fighting back tears, I'll admit. <laughs> oh, it, it was a... It was a concerted effort to not cry. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to let you off the hook. That's fine. That's fine. My goodness. You're the f- Okay, this is this is a backseat director's first. Rob, you are the first person to have said no movie has ever made you cry. Well done. <laughs> I'm I'm patting you on the back right now if if I was there, okay? All right. All right. Question number 4. Rob, do you have a favorite movie director and or actor? So, one of the harder questions on here, um, but I think I, I uh, narrowed it down to uh, favorite director is Ridley Scott. Ooh, nice. Um, uh, famous director of Alien, which, yep. by the way, if you didn't know, he is directing the new Alien Covenant. Oh, and he did Prometheus, too. Yes, yes. So, very excited for that. Uh, and probably favorite actor is Russell Crowe. Oh, nice. Nice. That is a second also on the Backseat Directors podcast. Uh, That was Parker Johnson's uh, answer to his favorite actor. Yeah, Russell Crowe. So I'm kind of sensing a gladiator vibe going on right now. Ridley Scott, Russell Crowe. Very big fan of the epic movies. (laughs) Uh, Those movies that just have that big feel to them. Yeah. No, yeah, Gladiator is in my top ten. It's one of the most just—it's one of the most powerful movies I've ever seen. Okay, Rob, last question: If you could change the ending of any movie, which movie would it be, and how would you change it? I would change the ending of I Am Legend. (laughs) My gosh, another second. Okay, let's hear it. How would you change it? Uh, I would make it more in line with the book. Um, cause it, at the end of the movie or at the end of the book, rather, um, your lead character, the protagonist of the book doesn't die. He doesn't commit suicide as like he does in the movie. Oh, um, in, in the book he doesn't No, he, in the book, he delivers the cure himself to the, uh, I guess the compound, uh, that humanity, humanity has taken refuge. Right. At. Okay. Yeah. No, he he does not he does not uh have a uh altruistic suicide in in the book. And you like that ending more? I do like that ending more. 
So, okay. And, and this kind of, I mean, I'm remembering what Parker Johnson said in his answer. He said, you know, he said there, uh, I guess if you buy the movie, it gives you the option to watch the alternate ending. And it sounds like the alternate ending, not the theatrical ending, but the alternate ending is more closely tied to the book. Cause I guess he lives in the alternate ending. But, yes, but come and on, man! I I I feel like it it solidifies the power and the in the effect of a movie when when a person dies, man. Ugh. So you'd have there, him live, but there, huh? But there's so many plot holes that are opened with him dying. What if in the community they don't have somebody who can synthesize the cure? Oh, well, I guess they're all <laughs> they're all out of luck. <laughs> and after years of just being alone with nothing but his dog and then losing his dog and putting up with all that crap to just say peace out. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Oh man. Well, I I'm, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch that movie. It's a good movie. I own it. I have not seen it in years though. It's been a while. All right, Rob, very good answers. Um, let's, let's uh, kick it off and intro this week's movie. Backseat directors presents. This week's movie. And this week's movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Number 2. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Movie details. Following the incredibly successful 2014 Volume 1 of Guardians of the Galaxy comes the Volume 2 mixtape. Star-Lord is back with his entire crew as they set out to find more answers to the questions regarding the heritage of Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Adventures and laughs are abundant with this unique family, but each of their resolve and the strength of their relationships will be tested through the most difficult of trials. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released into U.S. theaters on May 5th, 2017. It has a running time of 2 hours and 16 minutes, and you guys better stay for the entire 2 hours and 16 minutes. That includes credits because there are... Quite a few scenes uh, post-credits <laughs> and during the credits. The movie is rated PG-13 for sequences of sci-fi action and violence, language and brief suggestive content. Um, and just just comparing it to the first one, I actually thought uh, Volume 2 was much more mild than the first one. Um, it, I, there really wasn't that much language. When it says suggestive content, I, I, I mean... it. It's all very minimal in my opinion. So if you have a kid, I don't know, anywhere from the age of uh, eight or nine, you know, up until 13, I, I honestly think it's it's pretty appropriate for those kids. And the suggested material that there is in there, uh, if, if you're a kid, you're not going to understand it anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's just my opinion for uh, parents who are maybe thinking about taking their kids to the movie. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 stars Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, or a.k.a. Star-Lord. Uh, Zoe uh, Zaldana, Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, and Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket. The movie is directed by James Gunn, uh, and Gunn also directed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, and he is on board to direct the third and final installment of this trilogy. It's actually kind of unheard of. Uh, for um, movie trilogies, especially ones this big. Uh, just off the top of my head, uh, I, I know that the Lord of the Rings trilogy was all directed by Peter Jackson. 
Uh, so was the Hobbit trilogy. I, I think that the Hobbit trilogy could have actually and should have gone with a different director uh, other than Peter Jackson it, just to kind of change things up. And then uh, Christopher Nolan, he d- directed the entire uh, Christian Bale Batman uh, movie trilogy. You know, but like Star Wars and Harry Potter and a lot of those other, um, you know, uh, trilogy and more than just three movie uh, movie franchises. There's a lot of directors that come in and get involved um, just to sh- just to add different elements and the kind of their own take on the story. And I, I honestly, I think I prefer to have different directors direct a trilogy. And and I almost and and not to give too much of a review here. Um, but I, I, I honestly think that I, I wish that they had gone with a different director. James Gunn did such a fantastic job with Volume Two or Volume One. Um, it just would have been nice to see someone else do a different take on Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two had an estimated budget of two hundred million dollars. This is a huge movie. Again, that's a production budget. That is not including advertisement or anything like that or marketing the movie. Opening weekend domestic sales topped $146 million. That's just in three days. And in just five days after opening, the movie has already made $156 million, and that is just in the U.S. alone. This kind of movie is what you call a cash cow, and I would not be surprised if it is the highest grossing film of 2017, except I... I, I don't think it will be. I I honestly think it's going to come down to two movies. It's going to either be Beauty and the Beast or Fast and the Furious. Um, But uh, I I definitely think Guardians of the Galaxy will give those other two movies a run for their money. All right, Robbie, here we go. Let's let's get down and dirty and do this movie review. Are you ready or what? Backseat Directors Movie Review. Oh, I have. I've been waiting. Did you just get home from seeing your second viewing, didn't you? Yes, yes I did. Oh man. Well, I mean this is this is going to be this is going to be pretty a, a very fresh review, probably the the freshest podcast review that I've put out because uh one you just got home from seeing it and so did I. So uh I, I haven't had too much time to stew over the movie. So yeah, these are all going to be like initial first reactions for me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So you liked it that much, huh? Two viewings already. You know, and it was it was actually the second viewing is a bit more difficult because uh, this time I went in to be more critical of the movie. Oh. Um, so, you know, I, I, I tried very hard to not, you know, do too much laughing um, so that I could actually pay attention to the dialogue and, and actually take a critical view of the movie, which was actually very difficult because there's not a lot to criticize. Well, maybe we're going to disagree with some things going into this <laughs> review, all right? <laughs> okay, man, let's kick it off, all right? Let's 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 hear what was your initial reaction. Now, I'm talking not, not viewing number two. If you can go back to viewing number one, because that's what I kind of want to know is, yeah. you know, just the first time you see it, you know, what are, what are your first thoughts after seeing the movie? Let's hear it. Um... I've never left a movie physically exhausted before. Um, I was laughing so hard during that first viewing <laughs> that when I left, I had sore muscles and I was just drained of energy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh man, it it was a pretty funny movie. I I, I have to give them credit. It was it was a very 
very well just constructed almost comedy movie like it really was it was really funny yeah so so those are your first thoughts um you know it yeah just hilarious uh the way they use the characters um uh, against each other in the movie to just add to that humor um you know and and each character um interacts with another you know with they interact with each other differently um character to character and the and the humor um is allowed to flow more freely that way yeah yeah so uh just as amy and i were walking out of the movie i was just kind of just collecting my thoughts and just kind of thinking about maybe what i wanted to say just knowing that we were going to do this recording tonight and i mean i like the movie like here, here okay here's the thing here's the thing I am not I'm not a big fan of superhero movies and that goes for both DC and like Marvel movies like I I I'm, I know I know Marvel is just kicking DC's butt in terms of kind of their cinematic universe you know for telling their comic book stories um but I just I, I'm not that big of a fan however Guardians of the Galaxy introduced a completely new kind of comic book movie right Mm -hmm. and so i would have to say these are probably my favorite marvel comic book movies out of any marvel uh movie that i've seen it's not my favorite uh superhero movie the christopher nolan batman movies those those are kind of my gold standards for a superhero movie and to date i don't think any movie has gotten close to the level of like the dark knight right no, and I agree. And again, it's it goes back to my previous comment. You know, it's it just has an epic feel to it that that no that no comic book movie has yet to duplicate. Yes, but and, and so Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy is a totally different animal. It's not meant to be dark and and um, heavy like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. This is supposed to be a fun like lighthearted, funny, and just overall like entertaining movie. And I felt like that they achieved that once again. So those were my, 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 my initial impression as, you know, we were just kind of walking out of the movie. Um, okay, Rob, let's, let's hear what your critiques were. What, what did you not like about the movie? There were a few times, um, especially with certain characters that I feel like they were either, overwritten or overacted and it came across more as more melodramatic um than absolutely necessary so i don't think that this is necessarily a spoiler but tell me which character that you're referring to nebula oh okay yeah yeah i I feel like she came across more melodramatic than necessary i mean later on in the movie you begin to understand right why she comes across that way but I still think it was a little on uh, the excessive side. And I think uh, there was times where uh, there was a little humorous jab in there, I guess you'd call it, um, during really serious moments that I think they could have left out. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's while it is uh, meant to be a funny movie, um, there is actually a deeper storyline in that, um, that I think they were trying to 
to cover, but they were unable to get away from that 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 uh, that, that comedy, I guess. Instead, it, you know, it was uh, it should have been more of a um, th- they couldn't uh, they didn't allow themselves to really explore the more serious sides okay. of the characters. Yeah. They, they had to make a joke in there, and I think right. they could have they could have cut some of those out. Yeah, yeah, it, it never, it it really never allowed you to get to the heart of any of the characters, except for maybe. I don't know, maybe Gamora, but like, you know, or Rocket or something like that. But e- even when you were like about to get deep and down into the dirt, you know, of like the souls of the characters, they would, yeah, throw in a joke to kind of like, oh, no, no, we don't want you guys to take it too seriously type, type right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, what what, what were some of the other things that you didn't like? Really? That was about it. Okay. Yeah, no, and I, and I, I, I mean... There, I guess there really wasn't much to not like about the movie. You know, either either you're into these kind of movies or you're not. And that's fine. Like, I totally get that not everybody is going to be a fan of, like, <laughs> crazy sci-fi, comic book, superhero type movies. And and that's totally fine. Like, it's not everybody's jam. And uh, and so, so here, okay, here are my critiques. Number one. This volume number volume two was not as good as volume one, it, it, so I just I watched volume one last night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in preparation for for number two, and man, volume one volume one is like, and for a Marvel movie, I would say volume one is like the that's the gold standard for a Marvel movie, man. That it, it was a good movie, and volume two, even though. It had tons of comedy and t- so many laughable moments. I mean, yes, and just like you said, like I was cracking up through a lot of the movie. He, and this is what I mean by why I just I didn't think is it 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 was on the same level as number one. So the other week, uh, or just last week, I was uh, watching this YouTube video of a guy who was kind of explaining the difference of uh, what it is to show a story and what it is to tell a story. And that usually the movies that fare better in terms of ratings and like what people like about movies is a movie that will show you a story instead of tell you the story. Volume one shows you the story. You know, you get to see and meet so many awesome new characters and and it's able to deal with more serious tones and also add bits of comedy that just make it just kind of like this perfect mix of a movie. Ha ha, punny. It's just like a mixtape, right? So, we're vo- <laughs> well. I will say, number one definitely had a much more complex plot. Y- yes, yes. And so, volume two, I just don't think volume two stacked up. It's a good movie, and I'm glad I went to go see it. Uh, it just, it just wasn't as good as number one for me. So, um, and I, I think that's kind of a, a, I guess, too broad of a critique. So, I'll, I'll get down to some more specifics. Um, not to reveal anything in, in too much detail, uh, but the antagonist of the movie, ugh, man, that, w- <laughs> so uh, this is how I kind of felt with like, um, um, Dr. Strange. That movie was such a good movie 
till the mm-hmm. end. It got weird at the end, and like the villain, you know, it it, yeah. it was just it, it was just so far out there. And I, I know this is a comic book movie, and comics like you can do anything in a comic book. I get it, but the antagonist of this movie and just that whole storyline, I just like it, it, it. I didn't really care about it. Like volume number one. That that was a story that I could get into, and that was one that I was interested in and wanted to know about and wanted to follow and was really, really excited to like follow the Guardians of the Galaxy on their journey against the villain in volume one. This one was just weird. It it, it just it, it wasn't it wasn't anything that felt serious, and no matter how immortal and superior and powerful like a villain could be in, in these comic books, it doesn't matter. Like you like you can still, you know, like expect that the good guys are going to win. And so like, it was just weird. I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like the antagonist and I didn't like that. That was the storyline of, of, you know, of just some of the main characters. So that, that's that right there is probably my biggest critique. And that's probably one of the main reasons why I just didn't like volume two as much as volume one. Um, and I'm guessing that volume two is going to be a lot like the two towers where it's more like this filler. Ah, you know, think... Don't you dare. <laughs> don't oh, you okay. dare. We both, we both know that the two towers is oh, the weakest of my the trilogy. Gosh, don't even that. I, okay. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars is my number one and will always be my number one. Like just ultimate obsession. Okay. But the movie that I've seen the most in theaters, I saw Two Towers six times in the theaters. <laughs> and I am not ashamed of that. And I'm, uh, Two Towers is the best of the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings okay. trilogy. The when, when I, best. When I, when I say it's the weakest link in the trilogy, I'm also calling it, okay, Lord of the Rings is like my number. It's not even my number two. It's like my one B. Oh, jeez. Um, and when I say it's the weakest link of the trilogy, I mean it's like the weakest unbreakable link in the oh, you know, in that But what I think, okay, I think number, I, I think volume two was there to answer questions that were brought up in volume one, like who is Peter Quill's father, and more to progress the story that they plan on telling. You know, progress the story to the point of volume three. So I, I agree. I agree, and I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I I just kind of feel like, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it doesn't turn out this way for the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Pirates of the Caribbean, that first one that came out in, when was that, like 2002 or 2003, whenever it came out, I think 2003 yeah. maybe. But gosh, that, that movie was, in my opinion, like just near perfection for a movie. That that movie was so good. They've just gotten weirder since. Well, so yeah, and so like, no, no. Well, okay, okay. I, I, th- this that's a separate discussion. We can we can continue this discussion <laughs> later. But no, so like within the original trilogy of Pirates of the Caribbean, you could have ended with number one, and it would have been a fantastic movie, right? And you would didn't need to do any more sequels, and it that movie can stand alone by itself it doesn't need the support of the other ones right 
Agreed. I felt, I felt the same way with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Obviously, we knew there were it was going to be a trilogy from like day one. We knew they were going to make three. Right? It's a Marvel movie. Right. They're doing it with all the Marvel movies. They make three. Um, but so whatever the name of the the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie was, it was a good movie, and I and I liked it and I own it, but it, it just like. It it just it just I don't know and maybe maybe that's just like uh, <laughs> maybe that's just from the the fact that the number, the first one was just so good like trying to follow up with the second one that's as good it's kind of hard but like it's doable there are plenty of movies out there that have sequels where the sequel you could almost argue trump the first like think of like Terminator right. or think of like uh, think of Star Wars you know oh, uh, yeah. obviously some people would argue that new, a New Hope is you know, the best one, but I would say that the majority of people think Empire Strikes Back is like leaps and bounds better than a new hope. And oh, so yeah. like it's possible to make a better sequel, but I I yeah, just there were there were too many things about the movie that I just kind of going back to what you said, I think they they took what was good about the first one and tried to accentuate it. And what they did is didn't really I don't really think they further the story. Yeah, they told some like specific points and questions that you maybe had about certain characters, but they didn't progress the story. The because th- what's going to happen is we're going to see number three when it comes out, and we're going to mm-hmm. say you could probably watch number one and jump straight into number three and totally skip number two. So like, it, I it, I won't say you're wrong in that. Um, I think again, I think number two because there were some. Big questions brought up uh, specifically towards the end of number one um, regarding the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, that I think, well, I mean, were obviously answered in this movie. Yeah. Um, and really, I think this was uh, more like a domino between one and, one and three. Right. You know, this is... Uh, you know, you can watch number one and you can watch number three, but to really understand the catalyst that brought you that, that transition, you need to watch number two. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I don't know. Um, maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe I was just really pumped about number one and having, having seen number one just the night before, just last night. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, number one is the better movie. It's, it's, it's just the better movie. Um, okay, Bob, any other, any other critiques? No. Okay. Okay. And, and if any of our listeners are wondering if I've said Rob or Bob tonight, I've said both. <laughs> <laughs> I, I jump back and forth. I don't, I, I, I go by all versions and nicknames associated with Robert with the exception of Bobby. <laughs> I've never, right. no one calls never have, <laughs> and I never will go by Bobby. Robert, but Robbie, any... Rob, Bob. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Rob. Let's hear your highlights. Baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think uh, Batista, David Batista, was simply brilliant. In yeah. his role as Drax. That's what that was one of the first things that Amy said out of the movie. She's like, that big guy with the tattoos, he was the funniest. Yeah, no, he he nailed it. Yeah. As uh as Drax. But Drax. uh Yeah. Drax the destroyer. 
Um, <laughs> I like that there was resolution um, in the second for conflicts from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really leave this movie with more questions. Um, just excitement for another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, hands down, highlight of the movie is Baby Groot. <laughs> I mean, he is he, the comedic he, catalyst yeah. throughout the whole movie. Well, I mean, he 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 is the the. I mean, he is just like the. Uh, gosh, what's the word? Just like the charming. Like he, he is the most charming part about the movie by far. Like it, it's not even close. He is the most charming part <laughs> about the movie. Yeah. Okay. Any other highlights? Uh, um. I, I mean, honestly, the whole movie just. Uh, I was just laughing so hard. So we'll go back real quick. That is one critique I do have about the movie is that there was times where it was they would have a punchline and you would be laughing so hard you would miss the following line. Like you wouldn't hear what the follow up is. Oh, they didn't give you time to to get your to laugh recover. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so no. that's actually why watching it the second time I kind of had to hold the laughter back. Right. So that I could pick up those lines that I missed. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here are my highlights. So, it, oh man, it, it honestly, it's, it's probably one of the most funny movies I've seen in years. It was hilarious. It was so funny. And there are so many just, just like very quotable. And, mm-hmm. and you know, just, th- this movie is going to get quoted for years and years to come. And I mean, gosh, all, all I have to say, all I have to say is just two words, Mary Poppins. <laughs> just, yes. Just, that, that was, I mean, honestly, that was the most funny part of the entire movie. It was golden. Like it was golden. And I love, like, I love the fact that, you know, obviously Disney owns Marvel, you know? So, right. so these movies, they can sprinkle in all these like, you know, just, uh, what do you call it? Just kind of winks and nods at Disney and like just funny stuff that people, obviously people are, will get, you know, they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh my gosh, the, it, that, <laughs> that, that is the strongest thing that this movie has going for it is it's, it's brilliantness and how funny the movie is. Cause it is, I would say first and foremost, the movie is a comedy before it's like an adventure or like an action movie. It's a comedy. It's so funny. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really funny. So that, that's to your earlier point. The first one was more of an action movie. The second one was more of a comedy. Yes. Yes. But the first one though, I thought the first one just had a perfect balance of all of it from a set, you know, just a a movie that feels adventurous. There is action. There's a little bit of romance and there's lots of laughs. You know, the first one I just had, it had a really good balance. The second one, the second one was very heavy on the comedy side. Well, what's great, especially about, you know, portraying a character who is an earthling in space who left earth at a very young age. And now, now have that story backed by Disney, which is a huge part of most children's lives, especially at an early stage is that they can take that. And like you said, sprinkle and nod, um, but in a way that is fresh, you know, because now they're explaining these concepts the people who have no idea who Disney is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, 
the the acting the acting was was very well done i i like i like the entire cast that they have selected for the you know all the guardians of the galaxy characters i I love chris pratt man ever since i saw parks and rec and just fell in love with (laughs) andy dwyer i've I've loved him in everything that he's been in Uh, and yeah that includes passengers i thought that was actually a really good movie with chris pratt but i chris pratt is phenomenal i think he just plays himself i don't think he actually gets in character i think chris pratt just plays chris pratt like chris pratt is probably the most likable guy you could ever possibly meet and would be like your best friend from like the first second you meet him I, i he's just he is a great guy um and uh yeah i i dave bautista um or yeah yeah, Dave Bautista, he he. I think he probably took the cake in terms of yeah, just kind of what you were saying of, you know, the highlights in 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 the comedy uh, portions of the movie. Um, I think Bradley Cooper does a phenomenal job with voice acting for Rocket. Um, but the person that I I felt like the person that I was most intrigued actually to learn about in terms of just their character, learning more about their character and their history was Yondu. And, yeah. and so I, f- I think they could have gone deeper into the character and told more of his story. But I think, I think how his character played out in the movie was very fitting. And Michael Rooker, he's, I think he just does a great job of playing that, that, that character Yondu. He, he's just, and maybe that's maybe that's because i've just seen him in like uh the walking dead and who he plays in right. the walking dead like it's kind of the same person um but yeah no th- those are my highlights i love the cast i think they did all a- an excellent job um and yeah and it's a very funny movie so those those well, are my highlights there's a character that pops up that helps explain a bit of yondu's history that is a bit distracting which one um uh played by uh, the very lovable uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> minor, minor spoiler, minor spoiler. <laughs> Let's just say to our listeners who have not seen it yet, there's a bunch of cameos. Jeez, <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of cameos in this movie. I, I mean, what I mean, what did you think of the cameos? Did you like them? Did you not like them? Did you thought they were like a good addition? Oh, no, I, were they distracting? I it honestly just. Seeing, you know, there's certain individuals that you wouldn't expect to see in a movie like this. So when you do see them, it just makes it that much more funny. Yeah. yeah. So minor spoilers, Sylvester Stallone, he is in this movie for not very long, <laughs> but he is in this movie um, with a bunch of other cameos. We'll, we'll save those for you guys once you see, see the movie. But yeah, there's, hey, I, w- I there's was a trying bunch not of cameos. to go there. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, gosh, people could just go up on IMDb and just look this up, you know, and you could see the list of all the cast and you'd right. see Sylvester Stallone on there. I think, yeah he's he's in the top 10 of actors listed anyway so okay rob final thoughts final thoughts um again yeah not not a recommendation Uh, but just our final thoughts. yeah uh i haven't laughed this hard since a mel brooks movie (laughs) any mel brooks movie in particular (laughs) um honestly probably the one that for me is the funniest is blazing saddles but (laughs) Which is on Netflix right now, you know that? Yes, yes, I do. I've watched it. <laughs> um, and Young Frankenstein. Those two, I mean, to me, were the number two comedies that I, in, you know, 
if I wanted a movie that makes me laugh, I go to those two movies. Um, <laughs> but this this is now uh, completes a, a trifecta of comedy for me. And I've got three movies now to go to 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 make me laugh. To get your laughs, yeah. So very good, very good. Those are good. Some some good final thoughts. I think uh, I'll just my final thoughts are what I said already in my review. So I'll just leave it at that. Let's let's finish this up, Robbie, and let's give our backseat directors recommendation our recommendation go see it (laughs) plain plain and simple (laughs) go see it and go see it again (laughs) okay rob i'm gonna be a little bit controversial just a little bit (laughs) because i know if 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 there are any listeners that have been following along since day one of this podcast you will recall that on episode four, in my review of Kong Skull Island, I gave a go see it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is a better movie than Kong Skull Island. It's a better movie. Overall, it's just a better movie. Okay, And I gave Kong Skull Island a go see it. I am not going to give a go see it to Guardians of the Galaxy oh. Volume 2. <laughs> I... I don't don't let this deter you, Rob, or don't let this deter any any other listener that you know either loves Guardians of the Galaxy or really wants to go see it. I'm gonna give it a maybe wait. Now I I can maybe understand Kong Skull Island did have a better storyline. So if you were looking for a storyline, maybe wait. If you were looking to laugh, go see it. See, even though Kong Skull Island had a lot of funny parts in it, not as obvious, not not nearly as much as. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but here's my reasoning and why I'm going to say maybe wait. It was a good movie. This is a movie that I might buy. It, it really is a movie that I might buy, depending on how good Volume 3 is. You know, obvi- just you know, just to complete the trilogy, I'll, I'll probably end up buying it. And, I'll, and I'm definitely going to watch it again. Not in theaters, but when it comes out on video. Once was enough for me. Um... Because it wasn't as good as Volume 1, because of my my belief that it didn't progress the plot, it answered certain questions, but it didn't further the plot, um, I'm going to give it a maybe wait. So if there are listeners out there and you guys are wondering and you're kind of teetering on whether or not you should wait or go see it in the theater... If it's Tuesday and it's $5 family night, fine. Go see it, right? Pay 5 bucks. Go see it. It, it. It's worth the 5 bucks. If you're a person that's not really like into the Marvel scene or the comic book, comic book movies, um, or if you weren't like a big fan of number one, this probably isn't at the top of your list. So it, for just all of those reasons, my recommendation is maybe wait. Anything else, Rob? Any, any, no. Want to say anything else? Want to counter my recommendation? You, you know, honestly, you and I have had similar tastes in movies for a long time. Yeah. Um, and most of the movies that I now consider some of my favorites were recommended by you. Um, no, I mean, it's... I enjoyed it because I went and I viewed it as a comedy. Um, and, 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 that, and it made me laugh, so... Uh, that's why I recommend go see it. But I mean, yeah, if you're looking for a movie that's got a storyline to it, um, or it's definitely it's definitely not a thinker. 
<laughs> no, no, not really. It, it's just for you to sit back and relax and enjoy. That's yes, that's the type it, of movie. Um, it is pure entertainment, is what it is. There is no deeper meaning. There is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay well okay now i now i kind of feel like i've been too hard on the on the movie and it, and, and p- just listeners don't get me wrong it was a good movie i'm glad i went to go see it i'm i'm glad i saw it in theater it is a beautiful movie that uh, um marvel did an incredible job of creating just a spectacular visual display it is a good movie it really is i, I just I just, I don't know. I, I just can't get over how I just, number one was a much better movie. It was a much better movie. And so I, I that's got to be my main reason on why I'm just going to say maybe wait. Don't, don't let it keep, if you want to go, don't let my recommendation keep you from going. But that's my recommendation. Maybe wait. So, yeah. I'll stick with mine. I, I say go see it. Very good. Well, Rob, this has been a podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's. It's it's been fun. It's eleven thirty now, so that means it's twelve thirty. Twelve thirty in Houston. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for staying up late, man. I really appreciate it. It's it's been yeah, it's been fun. Thanks thanks for going to see the movie the same night I did. <laughs> hey, not a problem. I've actually been looking forward to coming on. I've just had to get a thing set up on my end. Yeah. Well, now that you have, I'll, I'll definitely have you on again for sure. Now it, it was a good. You did a great job. Good review, Rob. I, I'm giving you a. a a, 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 a silent applause because my wife's in, in bed probably asleep right now so <laughs> well it's not like your listeners haven't heard my voice before <laughs> oh shoot how did i forget oh my goodness yes everyone here is the voice of all of my segment intros <laughs> the man or the voice behind the man behind the voice none other than my brother robbie <laughs> yeah shoot man i actually meant to uh put that in the beginning but uh that's okay that's okay no our, worries. Our, our, yeah, I, I think you'll forgive me okay rob hey last last thing though last thing if our listeners uh want to reach out to you if they want to follow you on social media and continue the conversation about guardians of the galaxy how can they follow you or reach out to you um you can find me on instagram and twitter uh both at rob with two b's uh, Rob underscore Hopkins, um, or on Facebook at Rob, again, two Bs, Rob Hopkins on Facebook. Well, fantastic. And, Robbie, thank you again. And, listeners, you know, you guys know how to follow us. If you want to reach out to us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, the handle is the same for all three. It is at the BD Podcast. So, remember, if you want to be a backseat director and hop on the podcast, just like my brother did this evening, uh, just uh, send me a message. Let me know if there's a movie that you've seen that you know that I'm going to see or when you see those notifications pop up about which movie I'm about to go see and you want to review the, the movie with me, just yeah, send me a direct message and we'll do a podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and stay up to date with all the latest episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. Um, and yeah, and if you like the podcast, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps out the podcast and I would greatly appreciate it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week at the movies.
Seat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast. Podcast.